There are times when it might feel aimless You can't see the places where you belong But you will find that there is a purpose It's been there within you Almost hearing It's like a symphony Just keep listening And pretty soon you'll start To figure out your heart Everyone plays a piece And there are melodies In each one of us Oh, it's Good morning. This is Catherine Jenkins, your host of A Mother's Yes, here on Radio Cormorier. Today, we are going to interview Sister Veronica. She is part of the Order of the Sisters of Life down in New York, where they are dedicated to building the culture of life. And then for the second part of our show, we're going to reflect upon the seven sorrows of Mary, because it is the season of Lent where we need to reflect upon the sufferings of Christ, and especially the sufferings of his mother, who was there at the foot of the cross. But before we begin this interview, I just want to remind you that you are listening to Radio Cormorier, and a link to this show's podcast can be found at wpmw.org. Again, wpmw.org, and you can click to podcast on A Mother's Yes. So I invited Sister Veronica on today because through research, I found that Sisters of Life down in New York really knew what they were doing when it came to approaching the culture of life battle. And I wanted to hear what they had to say and how we can use what their approach is and kind of duplicate that in our own areas. I'm really excited to hear from Sister Veronica and we have her here on the line, so let's get to it. Thank you so much, Sister Veronica, for coming on. You're welcome. You are a sister of life. Yes, indeed. So can you please tell us a little bit about your mission and your order? Sure. Um, Well, um, you know, we have a number of missions. Um, Primary mission always is to the most vulnerable. So um, our mission to those who who are pregnant and seeking help uh, is our visitation mission in Manhattan, located in Manhattan. There are 10 sisters there, and it is a phone ministry or text ministry initially until uh, meetings can be set up. And they serve between 800 to 1,000 women a year down there. And I would say the statistics thus far are between 90 and 95% of the women that they meet with that come to eventually meet with the sisters choose life. That's awesome. Yeah. And then my mission here, and there's five sisters here, uh, four others with me, is to those who have suffered after abortion. And we have days of retreat, we have a ministry of accompaniment, which means we never leave them after a day of retreat, we we follow up with them, we accompany them, Mm. as long as they want us to be a part of their journey. It's always done great freedom, Mm -hmm. and, uh, but it's always an invitation, and so we, we make ourselves available to them. And then we have a ministry of retreat works. We have a retreat center in Connecticut, in Stamford, 
thanks to the great generosity of the Knights of Columbus who have purchased it for us and mm-hmm. pay a lot of the upkeep, of bills of upkeep, but nearly every weekend there's a retreat of some kind going on. Um, and most of those serve women, women of all ages. And then we have four retreat, weekend retreats for women between the ages of 18 and 35, so younger women. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, and then we do a lot of evangelization. We do, um, we support other Catholic ministries. We have a great uh, collaboration with Focus um, and with other youth events throughout the country. Sisters are usually invited or frequently invited, I should say. And uh, so we we really invest heavily in in building a culture of life in that way. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling you guys are experts in the field of building the culture of life. (laughs) So I I guess we we would hope to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the goal. So I guess... How can we affect culture? Yeah, mm -hmm. I really want to get all that I can from you on, on how we can build the culture of life. And in particular, what is the key for you guys to saving those babies at 95% success rate? How can we duplicate that success rate up here in the Northeast? Mm-hmm. And for wherever anyone's listening, how can we, we do what you guys are doing? <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's a powerful emotional life within us, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, there's nothing like an unplanned, okay, pregnancy, a pregnancy that that occurs usually outside of marriage or is unintended or, um, you know, I guess unplanned is, is a good word to use, that can turn your emotional life into an upheaval, mm. okay? And so what usually comes along with that, the emotion that can be often paralyzing is fear, you know, fear that... Uh, my plans will need to change, fear that my life is over, fear that I can't do this, fear that I'll be alone, fear that everyone who believes in me or uh, will reject me mm. or be angry with me or I'll, I'll, I'll be a disappointment to those who love me and to those I love. Mm-hmm. And so we try to strike at that paralyzing heel of fear by by removing the fears. And by, by doing that, we do that from a different approach of presenting possibilities, presenting new thoughts, mm. because the fears uh, are usually our thoughts. We have, we have a thought about wh- how this is all going to end up. You know, everything is going to be over. My life's going to change. And so we try to help them cast aside those negative voices and instead, you know, present truths of hope, you know, their own goodness, uh, their dignity as a woman, their tremendous capacity to love, that not only can, might everything work out fine and all your dreams still realized, but Mm -hmm. that it can even be better than all right, you know, that in the end, you'll discover this great woman, the, the greatest self, and uh, that has not emerged yet. And so by, by speaking positive words, helping them to see possibilities they had never dreamed of or thought of before, that's, that's the approach that the sisters take. Mm, that's so beautiful. I was just reading on your website, um, there's just a little, short little write-up for what you mm-hmm. say to women 
when they're right. in a crisis pregnancy and uh-huh. and you're you're reaching out to them to have them call you. But I, I'm going to read it in a little while. And um, sure. it's so beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. things I've seen oh. that's trying to reach out to these women that are that are pregnant mm-hmm. and scared. Right. Actually, I might yeah. read it now just because we're talking right about ahead. it. Is that okay? Sure. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as a reminder, we're speaking with Sister Veronica uh and she's part of the Sisters of Life. Right. So for their mission of reaching out to women, this is what they say on their website. Mm-hmm. Our whole lives are spent planning. From the time we can barely talk, people are asking us what we're going to do with our lives. Mm-hmm. After so many plans and expectations, an unanticipated pregnancy can seem like your life is over. Right. Especially exactly. if it seems like no one but that little voice deep in your heart hopes there is possibility for making this work. Mm-hmm. Well, what if that little voice is right? What if the pregnancy isn't the worst thing possible? What if everything will again be all right and even better than all right? The visitation mission is here to help you unfold the beautiful promise that lies hidden in the unexpected, your greatest self waiting to emerge. You have a lot of dreams yet to accomplish. The powerlessness you feel now is not who you know t- yourself to be. There are so many unanswered questions, so many seeming impossibilities. But the passion that has already given shape to your hopes and ambitions in life is what reveals the strength you are capable of as a woman, even in the most confusing of circumstances. You can do this, and you are not alone. The sisters and co-workers of the Visitation Mission are eager to listen to you and your hopes and struggles. We can help find possibilities during a difficult time. We want to talk with you and see you thrive. And take that first step. Call us. So I'm actually going to give the phone number. It's 877 seven 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 one two seven seven and that's for anyone who's struggling an unexpected pregnancy give that give pick up the phone and call them because mm-hmm. they sound like the right people to talk to my god <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, beautiful i think you know um also on the website you might see where it says you know um the heart of every woman is longing to be heard mm. and to be understood and to be believed in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've heard it so many times, but when somebody truly believes in you and looks at you mm-hmm. with that confident love and sees something that you might not even see in yourself, mm-hmm. you find in yourself somewhere the strength, the grace to, to do great things mm-hmm. beyond what you those negative voices say you can't do right or or you would be foolish to do or the endless number of negative um you know thoughts that would come at a time like that mm-hmm. yeah i've heard from a psychologist sometime that um a woman's number one fear is to be misunderstood mm. which is which is out of everything you know there's abandonment there's so many fears but the fact that you could be misunderstood um, so I guess that's, that's key is to make them feel understood in their time of fear and to target that, like you said, target their fear and let them know that, that they're capable of overcoming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the sisters adopt what's called <laughs> our mother Agnes, who's our superior general has said some absolutely, I think, revolutionary, just refreshing, um, philosophies to live by. And one of them is, Sisters of Life adopt an interior spirit of leisure mm-hmm. so that when you're across from a, a woman mm-hmm. in um, 
just in the throes of fear and and all the impossibilities to sit with her with a sense of receptivity mm. just like you're saying just tell me talk to me tell me everything mm. and how often does anybody ever hear that right you know there's no time for people nowadays take your time. that's right take your time and just tell me everything and part of their hope begins to filter in just by the fact that they're being heard and that there's no nobody watching their clock and that there's nowhere else these sisters are going to be going. So tell me everything, and I'm here for you. And it speaks many things. Mm. Wow. So what's your opinion on reaching out to these women to save babies? Is that is that your main goal? Well, I... I you know, you love them both. Mm-hmm. We're never focused strictly on the baby. I think for a time in the early days of the pro-life movement, you know, mm-hmm. it was very much focused on saving the baby, you know. Mm-hmm. But now, gosh, it's so much more because you're sitting across the table from a woman who's also, uh, you know, in jeopardy. You know, an abortion is not going to solve her problems. As a matter of fact, in our ministry of, of hope after abortion, uh, hope and healing ministry, you know, certainly more problems will rear their their heads, if not immediately, eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our experience. Right. And, uh, you know, it, the lie is everything will go away and your life will uh, go back to the way it was before you were pregnant. But mm-hmm. that's, that's not the case in our experience. Right. It's definitely a big lie. <laughs> so, yes, certainly this child has a right to to life, absolutely, and ev- we'll do everything we can to help the mother see that, that this life is a gift, And uh, but that we're also loving her, delighting in her, showing her her own goodness, in a sense, through mm-hmm. being a mirror for her. Mm-hmm. And I think when she looks at herself through the eyes of people that can see something in her, mm-hmm. believing in her, she begins to feel in her own heart a certain healing, a certain strength. And, uh, and so we're, we're loving both, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there's, and, and certainly uh, if, if the woman chooses life, we also walk with her after the birth of the child, mm-hmm. as long, again, in great freedom that mm-hmm. she would like us to. And the same with those who have suffered after abortion. After the first call, it's always an invitation to, you know, walk with us as long as they need. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that make sense? Or yes, that- totally. You know, you know, I, I heard um, through a friend, um, because she did a pro-life boot camp, and she had a, a sister of life come and and speak there. I don't know if it was you. <laughs> did you ever come? It wasn't me, oh, but wasn't I, I know who it was. <laughs> okay. And yeah, men- I think it was Sister Shirley. Okay, Sister Shirley, cool. Yeah. But she mentioned that the Sisters of Life um, in New York, they like just, they're just so cool with the, the women, and they just, like you said, they just get on their level and talk to them and make them feel comfortable, and they give them like a cup of tea and oh. <laughs> and like slippers and like and like I don't know. It's like that. I love that angle of just yeah. here. Like like I always 
I love the idea of, of like giving them a spa basket or something when they find out they're pregnant. Like, like here, you're a mom now, like relax. We understand you're stressed. Here's some tea or whatever. It's, it's targeting that stress rather than here's diapers. Like, like when I was, um, in a crisis pregnancy and I went to a help center and they offered me diapers and clothes, like that's very, very loving and nice, but I I wasn't thinking about that right now. I'm like, I'll figure about that out later. Right now I'm freaking out. What do I do about this anxiety? (laughs) Excellent. Excellent point. Um, we often, uh, kind of with a little smile say, you know, fresh baked chocolate chip cookies have saved more lives than, you know, (laughs) (laughs) than the entire storeroom of goodies, you know. But um, (laughs) but there is something, you know, I I grew up in a family and my mom would simply have to say, okay, I'd call her with some problem, mom, I need to talk to you. Mm. Okay, I'm putting the kettle on. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. The connotation is, come on over. Let's sit. Let's talk about it. I have time for you. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the sisters serve tea. They served homemade cookies. They make kind of, you, very good point, they make the atmosphere of, of leisure, care, and, you know, it's usually served, nothing's disposable. No, no paper cups. Right, right. No, no, no fast anything. That's awesome. Everything speaks. Wow. You know, cloth, a napkin, a little... Uh, placemat, you know, nice, nice uh, teacups. Wow. Oh, uh, an array of teas so that they do have a choice. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. What kind would you like? Mm-hmm. You know, having a few. So doesn't that sound good to you already? Yeah, I, w- I want to come over. <laughs> <I've been hungry. laughs> but, but it makes a difference. Yeah. It speaks of leisure. It speaks of uh, permanence, mm-hmm. you know. Beauty. Beauty opens a woman's soul. Mm. You see? Mm -hmm. And I I think food is very powerful, too, to be honest. Absolutely. (laughs) You smell something cooking. Yeah. When I was, I was like 18 years old in Hawaii, and I was in my spiritual journey, like seeking God. And I showed up to this prayer meeting every Monday night just because all the grandmas made pots of food, and I was hungry. (laughs) Exactly. So I showed up, and I I ate my food, and, and I listened to the Holy Spirit and scripture <laughs> and, uh, and that's what got me in the door, you know? Yeah, it's so. true. Absolutely. Um, you know, our greatest work too, in addition to what we're talking about here is prayer. Mm-hmm. So we are in prayer four hours a day. Wow. And that, you know, keeps us focused on the Lord who is where we begin with each woman and where we end with each woman, you know, opening every meeting with a prayer you know, entrusting the entire meeting to the working of the Holy Spirit and, uh, and this woman and, and really invoking God's help wow. because we may not know what to do or where to go with, with particularly difficult situations, but, you know, putting it in the hands of God and remaining open right. to the Spirit moving, um, you know, ideas will come, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But it is very, very important, I think, if you're working in this particular field, if God is calling anyone to it, to also have a very um, kind of balanced prayer life, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah it is beautiful. for us uh, the key. So do you spend those four hours in adoration, or how do you go about the four hours of prayer? Good question. So we 
rise at five in the morning, and we, in the chapel, we do the divine office. So that's office of readings, morning prayer, and then we have a half an hour of silent meditation and mass. And then at noon, we gather in the chapel again for midday prayer. Mm-hmm. And either midday or later in the day, we have 45-minute uh, silent adoration mm-hmm. with the Blessed Sacrament exposed. And we pray a daily rosary and evening prayer together. And then at night, we do night prayer or compline. Wow, that's a lot of praying. So at what point for you, when do you get your answer from God? How do you know in your heart? that he wants something for you, say, with a particular woman, what you're supposed to say to them or do for them or direct them. Do you hear it in your heart? Mm-hmm. Part, of, part of the answer to that might be just in uh, growing in the capacity to listen, you know, to the other, mm-hmm. and at the same time invoking the Spirit yourself to say, huh, okay, I'm not sure where to go with this, Lord. You know, come Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you may not have any lightning bolts. You may then just proceed and trust, right. you know, trust that, you know, um, you yourself have the capacity to guide another. Right. But simply learning to listen, listen to her heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, recognizing that underneath an awful lot of these fears, awful lot of her, you know, circumstances, um, that there's a there's a goodness and that she's carrying a child who's a gift, mm. you know, mm-hmm. helping her to see that, helping her to keep coming back to those those basic truths. Right. Mm-hmm. I just want to say as a reminder, we're, we're speaking with Sister Veronica, and she's part of the Sisters of Life Order down in New York. Is there a way to incorporate what you guys do into what another mission is doing? For example, um, your angle is just so beautiful, the way you go about it, and it, it needs to be duplicated. Like, just your mission the, and, and even words that you use, just... It helps, like, expose the realities of what needs to happen. Like, do you have it written down, organized, A, B, C, first do this, then do this? Or or how do you incorporate, like, theology of the body with well, young... Well, I, I, I can make a suggestion. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people from Boston have actually come down. Mm. You learn kind of how we do it. Yeah. And we, we have coworkers. So we have... a. <laughs> about 15,000 in our database, okay? Mm-hmm. And there are hundreds of coworkers in New York that are active. And coworkers are people who kind of like what you're saying, who want to know how do we do it, mm-hmm. you know? They want to know how they can help, and they want to know, you know, our approach. And we teach people how we do it through coworker trainings, and those are twice a year. Oh, okay. Okay, and awesome. so... Women, people come from Philadelphia. We have a lot of coworkers in Philadelphia. We have coworkers in Boston. We have coworkers across the nation. Wow. Certainly, our greatest percentage of active coworkers is in New York. Okay, but um, but there's a formation process, and it starts with a coworker training, which happens, 
usually in New York City, occasionally up at our retreat center in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And coworkers um, can uh, can there's a coworker phone number if you want to even inquire about being a coworker. Yeah, um, and I can give it to you if you'd like. Sure. Maybe listeners would want to become a coworker as well. Exactly, and that would be the way where all the sisters present the philosophy of our approach. Okay. All right, cool. What's the phone number? Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. 212-737-0221. Okay, awesome. So that can be a more in-depth way to learn how to incorporate the philosophy into your pro-life mission. That's right. And I can also give you one other number, which also might be helpful to you. Sure. Okay, for coworkers, 646-882-1087. Okay, perfect. So that is to reach the coworkers to learn more about the Sisters of Life philosophy. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and really, it's, it's, you know, the bridge between what we can't do and what the laity can do, what faithful friends can do to bridge... Um, you know, to connect their desire uh, of do it, wanting to do good with women who need their help. Right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So some of the philosophies, um, I mean, some of the philosophy is to go about it by reaching the mother and by understanding her and being loving towards her. Is there anything else that you guys go into, into these trainings? You know, a, a couple of other little philosophies. It's and this is was a great distinction for me, was that there's a great difference between um, seeing their, you know, delighting in them, mm-hmm. delighting in their goodness. You know, we do what we do not because we're so good, mm-hmm. but because they're good. Mm-hmm. You know, their goodness moves me wow. to act. That's their beautiful. goodness moves me. You see, mm-hmm. and that's sounds simple but it's actually it really has it moves my heart and my mind to think differently you know right. delighting in this person in front of me who's a reflection who, who's made in the image and likeness of god and and in her seeing her goodness right and they have something in them that i don't have too you know there's something you can Absolutely. learn from them something that can make you closer to god exactly because god's in them Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing to go about it that way. Right. That's beautiful. And our coworkers do all kinds of things. They, they could be handmaids, which are really befriending a particular woman in her journey. Okay. Uh, they could provide a room in their home for someone who's looking temporarily for a place to stay. And, and many of the uh, couples or women who have done that for us Mm-hmm. have said what a wonderful experience it has been for not just them, but for their whole family. You know, there are priests or spiritual leaders who can help, uh, visitation brothers. Uh, there's health professionals that we call upon all the time, doctors or therapists or anyone who is a professional, lawyers that would want to offer their um, professional skills. Mm. business professionals, 
prayer guardians, St. Joseph workers, St. Joseph workers, you know, are like handymen. Oh, I'll help move her. I'll help put her crib together. I'll paint her the room of the nursery. I can do that. You know. Yeah. There's so many people that could help. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that'd be so beautiful to do what you guys are doing and bring spread it across the country and across the world. (laughs) So I want it up here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So if I want to do that or anyone listening wants to do that, we just need to call that coworker number and we'll learn more. That's right. Okay, so I'll say it again. It's 212-737-0221. Call the Sisters of Life. And thank That's you right. so much Sister Veronica for coming on. You're so welcome. It's I been loved great to be mm-hmm. speaking with you. Yeah, I loved what you had to say and it was so beautiful everything you said. Well, God bless you and all who are listening. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Okay, Catherine. God bless you. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much, Sister Veronica, for coming on. And can we please end with a prayer? Would you lead it? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Amen. Dear Jesus, we thank you for this time. Thank you for Catherine. Thank you for all who will be listening, who are listening to this show. Uh, We ask you, Lord, to send your spirit upon them, to move them, to pray, number one. Uh, Let them enlighten them to know if and and how you are calling them to do more for life, to build a culture of life. Lord, let all be spirit-led, and let us do it spirit-filled. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. So now, in conclusion, we are going to say the Chaplet of the Seven Sorrows with my husband, Brian. But before we begin this chaplet, let's hear from the reporter who's been praying and observing what's been going on outside the abortion clinic in Attleboro. That way, as we reflect upon the seven sorrows of Mary, we conclude in our hearts the suffering that Our Lady goes through witnessing the abortion going on throughout the world. Good morning, listeners of A Mother's Yes. I am Mary Gill, reporting for Radio Cormarie, from across the street from the abortion clinic, four women in Attleboro, Massachusetts, on this Saturday morning, March 25th, the Feast of the Annunciation of Our Lord. The weather here today is rainy. We have witnessed over 14 people entering the clinic this morning. We have been joined in prayer by the 40 Days for Life campaign, and by some Franciscans who are here for a mission for a local church. There are 14 prayers praying the rosary this morning. We are reminded in Luke's Gospel this morning that nothing is impossible for God. So we ask you to pray for those mothers and fathers who find themselves in an impossible situation, that they would trust themselves to God's will and mercy. We pray also for the doctors and the staff at the clinic that they too would understand the importance of life and that they too would trust in the Lord's mercy. This has been Mary Gill reporting for A Mother's Yes. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. O my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended Thee, and I detest all my sins because I dread the loss of heaven and the pains of hell, but most of all because they offend Thee, my God who art all good and deserving of all my love. I firmly resolve, with the help of thy grace, to confess my sins, to do penance, and to amend my life. Amen. Amen. O God, come to my assistance. 
O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. The First Sour of Mary St. Simeon's Prophecy In the temple, St. Simeon had received the divine child in his arms and predicted that his child would be the sign of God, which shall be contradicted by men. Behold, this child is set for a sign which shall be contradicted, and thy own sword a sword shall pierce. Luke chapter 2, 34 verse to 35. Meditation. The Blessed Virgin told St. Matilda that when St. Simeon pronounced these words, all her joy was changed into sorrow. For as was revealed to St. Teresa, although the Blessed Mother already knew that her life of her son would be sacrificed for the salvation of the world, she then learned more distinctly and in greater detail what sufferings and what cruel death awaited him. She knew that he would be persecuted and opposed in every way instead of being believed. He would be called a blasphemer for claiming to be the son of God. The reprobate, Caiaphas, was to say, He hath blasphemed, he is guilty of death. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 65. He would be opposed in his reputation, for though he was noble, even in royal descent, he was despised as a peasant. Is this not the carpenter's son? In Matthew chapter 13, verse 55. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary? In Mark chapter 6, verse 3. He was wisdom itself and was treated as ignorant. How doth this man know letters, having never learned? In John chapter 7, verse 15. As a false prophet, and they blindfolded him and smote his face, saying, Prophecy, who is that struck thee? In Luke chapter 22, verse 64. He was treated as a madman. He is mad. Why hear you him? In John chapter 10, verse 20. As a drunkard, a glutton, and a friend of sinners. Behold, a man that is a glutton and a drinker of wine, a friend of publicans and sinners. In Luke chapter 7, verse 34. As a sorcerer, by the prince of devils he casteth out devils. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 34. And as a heretic, and one possessed by evil spirits. Do not we say, well, that thou art Samaritan, and has a devil? In John chapter 8, verse 48. In short, Jesus was considered so notoriously wicked, that as the Jews said to Pilate, no trial was necessary to condemn him. If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up to thee. In John chapter 18, verse 30. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. My mother, share thy grief with me, and let me bear thee company to mourn thy Jesus' death with thee. The second sorrow of Mary is the flight of Jesus into Egypt. Let us now consider the second sort of sorrow which wounded Mary, the flight of her infant Jesus into Egypt to escape the persecution by Herod. Having heard that long-awaited Messiah had been born, Herod foolishly feared that he would deprive him of his kingdom. Herod waited to hear from the holy Magi, where the young king was born and planned to take his life. When he found he had been deceived, he ordered all the infants in the neighborhood of Bethlehem to be put to death. It was at the time that the angel appeared in a dream to St. Joseph and told him, Arise, and take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. No sooner is Jesus born than he is persecuted. Mary began to realize that Simeon's prophecy regarding her son was beginning to be fulfilled. What anguish the realization of the impending exile must have caused Mary. It is easy to imagine that Mary must have suffered on the journey. The distance to Egypt was considerable, 300 miles, requiring a journey of up to 30 days. The road was rough, unknown, and little traveled. It was winter time, so they had to make their way through the snow, rain, and wind over rough and dirty roads. Where could they have slept on such a journey, especially on the 200 miles of desert? They lived in Egypt seven years. They were strangers, unknown, without money, and barely able to support themselves by the work of their hands. Landolf of Saxony has written, And let this be a consolation to the poor, that Mary lived there in such poverty that there were times when she did not have even a crust of bread to give her son when he was hungry. The thought of Jesus and Mary wandering as fugitives through a strange land teaches us that we must also live as pilgrims here below, detached from the material things that the world offers, in which we must soon leave to enter eternity. It also teaches us to embrace crosses, for we cannot live in this world without them. Let us make Mary happy by welcoming her son into our hearts, the son of whom men still continue to persecute by their sins. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. The Third Sorrow of Mary The Loss of Jesus in the Temple The third sorrow was one of the greatest that Mary had to endure in her life, the loss of her son in the temple. Having lost her son for three days, she was deprived of his most sweet presence. What anxiety this broken-hearted mother must have felt during those three days when she searched everywhere for her son and asked for him as the spouse did in the canticles, Have you seen him, whom my soul loveth? This third sorrow of Mary ought to serve in the first place as a consolation to souls who are desolate, and who no longer enjoy, as they once enjoyed, the sweet presence of the Lord. They may weep, but they should weep confidently, just as Mary wept over the loss of her son. But whoever wants to find Jesus must look for him as Mary did, not amid the pleasures and delights of the world, but amid crosses and mortifications. We sought thee sorrowing, Mary said to her son. Let us learn, then, from Mary to seek Jesus, Moreover, we should look for no other good in this world than Jesus. St. Augustine says that Job had lost what God had given him, but not God himself. If Mary wept over the loss of her son for three days, how much more should sinners weep who have lost sanctifying grace? To them, God says, you are not my people and I will not be yours. For this is the effect of sin. It separates the soul from God. Your iniquities have divided between you and God. In Isaiah chapter 59, verse 2, Sinners may possess all the wealth in the world, but inasmuch as they have lost God, everything in this world becomes a source of affliction to them. As Solomon confessed, Behold, all is vanity and vexation of the Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. The Fourth Sorrow of Mary The Meeting of Mary and Jesus on the Way to Calvary The greater her love for him, the greater her grief at the sight of her, his sufferings, especially when she met him on the Dolores Way, dragging his cross to the place of execution. This is the fourth sorrow, 
on which we are to meditate. O sorrowful mother, exclaimed St. John, your son has now been condemned to death. He has already set out on the road to Calvary, carrying his own cross. Come, if you desire to see him and say farewell to him as he passes through the streets. Mary goes along with St. John. While she waited for her son to come along, how much she must have heard said by the Pharisees and their associates against her beloved son, and perhaps even mockery against herself. What a frightening picture as the nails, the hammers, the ropes, and all the fatal instruments that were to put an end to her son's life were paraded by. But now the implements, the executioners, have all passed by. Mary raised her eyes and saw, O oh God, a young man all covered with blood and wounds from head to foot, a wreath of thorns on his head and carrying two heavy beams on his shoulders. She gazed at him but hardly recognized him. The wounds, the bruises, and the clotted blood gave him the appearance of a leper so that he could no longer be recognized. According to St. Bridget, Jesus wiped away the clotted blood which prevented him from seeing Mary. The mother and the son looked at each other and their looks became as so many arrows to pierce those hearts which loved each other so tenderly. Even though the sight of her dying son was to cost her such bitter sorrow, Mary would not leave him. The mother also took up her cross and followed him, to be crucified along with him. Let us pity her and accompany her and her son by patiently carrying the cross our Lord imposes on us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. The Fifth Sorrow of Mary The Crucifixion and Death of Jesus There stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. In John chapter 19, verse 25 St. John did not feel it necessary to say more than these words with reference to the martyrdom of Mary. Picture her now at the foot of the cross, beside her dying son, and then ask yourself if there can ever be sorrow like her sorrow. Remain for a while on Calvary and consider the fifth sword which transfixed the heart of Mary, the death of Jesus. As soon as our agonized Redeemer had reached Mount Calvary, the executioners stripped him of his clothes 
and piercing his hands and feet with nails, they fastened him on the cross. They raised the cross and left him to die. The executioners left him, but not Mary. She came up close to the cross to be near him in death. I did not leave him, she revealed to St. Bridget, but stood nearer to the cross. Ah, true mother, most loving mother, whom not even the fear of death could separate thee from thy beloved son. O oh God, what a spectacle of sorrow must have confronted those who could see Jesus hanging in agony on the cross, and his mother there at the foot of the cross, suffering all his torments with him. All these sufferings of Jesus were also Mary's sufferings. St. Jerome says, Every torture inflicted on the body of Jesus was a wound in the heart of his mother. Anyone who had been present then on Mount Calvary would have seen two altars on which two great sacrifices were being offered, the one in the body of Jesus, the other in the heart of Mary. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. The Sixth Sour of Mary The Piercing of the Side of Jesus and His Descent from the Cross We must now consider the Sixth Sorrow, which weighed upon the heart of our Blessed Lady. On this day, you will be wounded with another sort of sorrow. A cruel lance will pierce the side of your dead son, and you will receive him in your arms after he has been taken down from the cross. It is enough to tell a mother that her son is dead to arouse in her heart all her love for the dead child. One of the soldiers with a spear opened his side and immediately there came out blood and water. Christ shared this wound with his mother. He received the hurt. His mother endured the pain. Mary's sufferings were so great that it was only through the miraculous intervention of God that she did not die. When she suffered before, she at least had her son to pity her, but now she had no son to commiserate with her. Jesus was taken down from the cross, the afflicted mother waiting with outstretched arms to take her beloved son. She embraced him and then sat down at the foot of the cross. Her son died for men, Men still continue to torture and crucify him by their sins. Let us resolve not to torment our sorrowful mother any longer. And if we have saddened her in the past by our sins, let us now do what she wants us to do. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. The Seventh Sorrow of Mary, the Burial of Jesus. Let us meditate now on Mary's last sort of sorrow. She has witnessed the death of her Son on the cross. She has embraced his lifeless body for the last time, and now she has to leave him in the tomb. In order to grasp the meaning of this last sorrow more fully, let us return to Calvary and picture our afflicted mother there, still holding the lifeless body of her son clasped in her arms. The disciples, afraid that Mary may die of grief, approach and take the body of Jesus from her arms to bury it. With reverence, they lift him up from her arms, embalm him in aromatic herbs, and wrap him in a shroud that they have already prepared. The mournful procession sets out for the tomb. The afflicted mother follows her son to his last resting place. When it was time to move the stone to close the entrance, the grief-stricken disciples approached our blessed lady and said to her, It is time now, our lady, to close the tomb. Forgive us. Look at thy son once more and say goodbye to him for the last time. Finally, they took the stone and sealed off the sacred body of Jesus in the sepulcher, that body which is the greatest treasure there can possibly be on earth or in heaven. Mary left her heart in the tomb of Jesus because Jesus was her whole treasure. For where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. After speaking her last farewell to her son, she left and returned to her home. Mary was so desolate and so sad that according to St. Bernard, She moved many to tears. In fact, wherever she passed, those who saw her could not help weeping with her. St. Bernard also says that the holy disciples and women who accompanied her mourned even more for her than for their Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of mercy, mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping as valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, then eyes of mercy towards us. And after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. O God, at whose passion, according to the prophecy of Simeon, a sword of sorrow did pierce through the most sweet soul of the glorious Virgin and Mother Mary, grant that we who commemorate and reverence her sorrows may experience the blessed effect of thy passion, who livest and reignest, world without end. Amen. Amen. So we just finished the chaplet of the seven sorrows. It's a beautiful devotion. I invite you to incorporate into your prayer life. And I also remind you to contemplate the Pieta by Michelangelo as Jesus was placed into his mother's arms. What a beautiful piece of art. And just think of the words of a sorrowful mother, tearful mother, afflicted, forsaken, desolate. She was overwhelmed with grief, anguish, and she was crucified in her heart. So as we can see, Mary really suffered as a co-redemptrix for her children, for her beloved children, so we can be redeemed. So the least we can do is in honor of Mary is devote ourselves and consecrate ourselves to her. So she can do what she wills with our lives. So we can bring more of her children to heaven with us. So tune in every week to further yourself in the cause of promoting the culture of life and to further yourself in the devotion to Our Lady. I'm Catherine Jenkins, your host of A Mother's Yes. God bless. God bless.